Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This is the Improv Chronicle podcast. I'm Lloydie. Slowly, gradually, in some parts of the world, live shows are coming back. For some performers, and I'm one of them, it's their first shows back in front of a live audience in 16 months. That sort of gap between shows is something many improvisers never thought they'd have to face, and it's meant a whole big mix of emotions. In the last two weeks, I've been in two different shows, and I've taken my mic with me so I can remember these moments and chat with the people around me. I've also connected with one of the last improvisers I saw while I was in New York, just as the pandemic hit, as she goes back to doing live shows as well. We start in Nottingham, England, on Friday, 2nd of July, 2021. I've just got to Nonsuch Studios, which is where me and my duo partner, Liam Webber, are due to do a show. Hi, how's it going? Yeah, good. Lovely to meet you too. We're just in a bit of a pizza room. As we made our way to the dressing room, I checked in with Liam. Um, quickly then, how are you feeling? How are you feeling? See, you're doing the thing. Yeah, yeah I'm feeling all right. Uh, a bit nervous, but it should be all right. should be fine. I genuinely don't know what I'm feeling at the moment. I feel a bit weird. Pretty sure I remember how to do this. I'm not sure I remember how to do this. And then we were on. We did a show. We enjoyed ourselves. And I think the audience did too. And then we did another show the following week. It was a bit of a shock to the system to do two shows in the space of a week after having not done shows in so long. Following the second show, which Liam and I did with our friend Katie Shute, we talked about how our first shows had been. So we're now two gigs in, and I completely forgot to talk to you after the first one because I was too busy trying not to cry. Um, Not out of despair, thankfully. Um, Firstly, the gig we did on Friday last week. Um, Talk me through what it's actually like to be back doing stuff in front of an audience. I was very emotional. I wasn't expecting to be quite as emotional as I was. Um, as, as I'm sure you'll like attest, I was uh, fetal backstage before the show happened. I was, I was just curled up in a ball. I didn't really know how to deal with it. And I was like, there were points, like particularly when we first went on and was like, um, 
Oh yeah, hi, how's it going? This is an improv show again, lol. Come back, like, how is it, everyone? Like, I was quite, like, choked up. Like, I was quite like, don't cry, Liam, don't cry. Um, so yeah, I was quite emotional. I think I was less emotional the second time, you know, it's like worn off a bit, but like, it's still very, like, it's really lovely to be, it feels, it just feels really lovely to be back doing the thing that I love doing. And like, for like 16 months of time have elapsed and the love's not changed. Like the, the just sheer joy of doing it is still there. And I think that's re- really reaffirming. What was the moment when you think, it had kicked back in and you were like oh yeah yeah okay yeah i'm doing improv oh that was like two minutes into our first so so our first show like i think there was like the first two minutes i was like fuck how the i was like dang it how do i (laughs) how do i how do i do this how do i like how do i how do you improvise and then like i guess it was because i was doing the show with you like um, we've done that show a lot of times. I got a lot of belief in that show and how we do it. So, like, I think it just slowly kicked back in. And there was, like, the first few proper laughs and the first, like... I don't know. There was just, like, a feeling of, like... Rather than the, like, adrenaline and angst of it and, like, fuck, we're doing improv. Like, it was, like... And, like, dang it, we're doing improv. It was, like... <laughs> um, it was, like... Oh, it was like, it was just like, you felt like, I felt like I was easing back into it and like, oh no, this is, I didn't, I, I couldn't tell you the moment, but it was like those first like couple minutes of actually doing the improv felt like I was back home and it was just like, oh yeah, this is where I'm supposed to be. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. And like, I love it. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Um, uh. So... Thanks, Liam. Um, oh, I need a second. Gonna have some of this. That'd be nice. I lost it for a second there. And not the only time just recently. Coming back has been a bit of an emotional process for me. Uh, across the Atlantic, others have had a similar experience. Hi, uh, my name is Tanika Carey, and I am an actress, improviser, voiceover artist, and a literary translator, and I am based in New York City. And you have had your first show back, what was it, a couple of weeks ago now? Oh, yes, it was It was great. Um, it was for Juneteenth, so for June 19th, and... Uh, over at the Magnet Theater, which is my home theater, where I do improv and also um, sketch comedy. And uh, yeah, so we had our first show. It was called Say It Loud. It was the first weekend that the theater had opened back up for in-person shows. And uh, it, it was pretty exciting. It was really amazing to be back on stage. Oh, I mean, how were you? I how were you before the show? Because I, before my first show, was like in this roller coaster of emotions. Where where were you at before you? Like in the hour or two before you went on? Oh gosh. Okay. So before, <laughs> uh, it was you know. So it was actually a storytelling show. So I was a little because I had never done storytelling formally. You know, I mean, I I'm always telling stories with my friends and everything, always talking stuff. But this this was like the first time doing a storytelling show in front of an audience. So there was that aspect of it. But it was just also the whole thing that. Uh, you know, not used to being around people and um, especially not being unmasked. 
And uh, the way that Magnet did it was that all of the performers had to show proof of vaccination, of you know being fully vaccinated. And they were doing the same thing for the audience members. So I felt more comfortable. Um, but even so, it just, you know, walking in, it was just, oh my gosh, you know, I'm not wearing a mask. It was weird, but it was also somewhat liberating. And it was just amazing to see, you know, see so many of my friends who I hadn't seen prior to the pandemic. Oh, and what was it like hearing an audience react again? Oh my gosh. Amazing. Just, you know, I mean, you can't replace that because during the pandemic, um, when the pandemic hit, um, I was actually, uh, I was taking, actually taking a, um, an improv class at, uh, at Magnet and we had some, we still had some class shows left. So the remaining, the remaining ones we had to do through Zoom and it was just weird. It was, but it still worked out. You get used to it. But there is no substitute for being in person because there's just uh, there's something that you feel when you're in person. It's not just the laughter that you get or or there's just something that you feel. It's palpable uh, that doesn't come through when you're doing it online. So it was really uh, amazing because it was an emotional show. There was la- there was laughter and there was also tears from um some of the performers, some of the storytellers, because there was one point where I got teary-eyed as well when I was telling my story. So just being able to feel that from the audience was just, it, it was so good. It's, yeah, it was amazing. I feel like this thing happened, this pandemic, it's suddenly, oh my God, this is really happening. I saw you, I think two oh. or three days before, like I suddenly had to fly back to the UK. Um, and like, then we were locked down for, for a long period of time. This has kind of slowly crept back up on us. So uh, does it feel like it's a new kind of normal yet? Oh, um, it is starting to feel like it's a new kind of normal. Uh, it's just, but I'll say it's still weird, you know, um, because just doing shows online, uh, because there's also, I do short form improv as well um, with a charity group. And so, you know, all of our workshops and everything moved online. So that was actually starting to feel like the new normal. But now that things are back in person, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm still uh, still feeling my way about. And especially it's, it's weird because I'm like, okay, is this a new normal just because things are always changing? You know, I'm kind of in this, oh, are things going to get shut down again? And so, uh, yeah, it's weird. I'm still feeling my way around. That's the best way that I can put it. Mm. No, totally. What um, about, what? so like, what about you? I'm curious. Um, I, um, so I, I was petrified before I went on, but um, mm. uh, things are just starting to open up here. But we have got the Delta variant in the UK, which is much more transmissible and is still causing a lot of problems. Thankfully, we are a very, very well vaccinated country. And that is kind of mm-hmm. holding it up at least a bit. But theatres aren't fully open. Uh, they're open at part capacity at the moment. So my show... Um, 
I was not masked, um, and myself and mm-hmm. my uh, and, and Liam, who I did the show with, are both fully vaccinated. All of the audience had to be socially distanced and had to wear masks, even if they were fully vaccinated. Mm. Um, So we were Mm -hmm. at half capacity, but it was as soon as the show started. A, I forgot my nerves. B, it seemed like any other like proper up for it audience who just wanted to have a good time. And it was, I mean, you used the word liberating earlier on and it totally Mm -hmm. was liberating to, to go do that. Once we were doing it, it felt normal. Um, and then as soon as yes. we stopped and kind of was talking to people afterwards, it, it felt surreal again because it was like, oh, God, yeah, this is this used to be a thing I did all of the time, like with mm-hmm. so much of my time. And I feel like I won't take it for granted as much anymore. Yes. I mean, I definitely just really appreciate it. And, you know, the thing is, I knew that I had missed it. But it wasn't until I was on stage again that I realized how much that I had missed it. I was like, oh, my gosh, this feels so it just felt so good to just be on stage again. And, uh, you know, all the performers or, you know, the storytellers, we were all unmasked. And uh, and then we even we had a fireside chat after the storytelling. And that was unmasked, too. And. The way that we had it, the theater has it set up, is that the audience members just showed their proof of vaccination, but did not have to be masked. Um, and but it wasn't. It also was not at full capacity. And um, so some of the smaller, like you know, the comedy clubs and smaller theaters are open, and um, Broadway is not coming back until um, the fall. I think some of the shows will be coming back in, sometime in September back to the UK and to that post-show conversation Liam and I were having with our friend Katie Shute. And Katie describes what it was like to be back for her doing a Project 2 show with Chris Mead. It was really nice. I didn't, I wasn't nervous at all during the day and it was kind of the perfect gig to come back to. It was small and it was local, so it didn't feel like a big deal. I felt like I was allowed, if it was terrible, that would have been all right. Like, maybe not for those like few people but it felt okay you know what I mean um so I didn't feel scared about it and also I see Chris pretty much every single day on the internet and we talk all the time to run a business together so I felt ridiculously comfortable with Chris and it was actually only watching the first half where they do um uh it was uh sex lies and improvisation in the first half and they did such a beautiful show and the audience really enjoyed it um, and, and it was uh, a lot of intimacy in the first show. And that kind of, I think, reminded Chris and I that if we just went, oh, are we cool with touching each other? Like the basic thing of, well, what, what are our rules today? And we were both like, oh, yeah, we can do that. We're fine. We're both double vaccinated. Um, and then the only bit of like adrenaline I got, apart from just general delight of seeing my friends and Fred Deacon was doing underscoring as well, which is such a treat because he's an amazing musician. Um, and this lovely audience. Um, yeah, just when we were backstage for like a minute before we went on, I suddenly got a massive like, what, oh my God. Um, and I felt really chill before that. And then there was this very comedy faff of us trying to turn the right lights off for the audience backstage. So we were just chatting with the host, like, we don't know where it is. Where is it? And that made everything feel like, very chill and cool again 
And then when we went on stage, we did a very rambly intro where we ended up sort of just having a chat with the audience about science fiction in general. And we're like, oh yeah, we forgot slightly how to MC. Like part of it was um, wrote, like we were used to it and we knew how to describe our show and we almost knew who says what and that was cool. And then it turned into a ramble and then it got back on the rails again. <laughs> but that was nice. It felt very authentic. And we didn't announce that it was our first show back, but I think we've felt a nice connection with the audience who were out for the first time you know um and then the show itself was very flow state like just completely in it the whole time i think there's only one point where my brain looked at the show from the outside and it's where i knew the scene should edit and then i was suddenly aware that i'd done a lot of editing so i looked at chris to see if he wanted to go somewhere and he was looking at me to mirror me <laughs> and then we just both fell back into the show so it was just like this one tiny moment thing where we both went we're doing an improv show and then fell back in in like one second and we I think we went in thinking this will be a really chill like we'll take our time we'll do some relationship and it was like really crazy multiverse like high-end science fiction with a lot of really fast scenes and neither of us expected that at all to be our first show back and it was a real treat and it felt like it felt really familiar and warm and like coming home and the other delightful thing was just chatting to some audience and stuff afterwards. And I think socially I'm quite uh, introverted, but I felt like really up for just chatting to random strangers and stuff. Um, and then I got hit on by a really fit girl and that made me feel amazing. And <laughs> yeah, and then I just hang out with uh, a couple of people that I've only met online really or spent any time with online. So it felt like the best evening ever. So I had a lovely time. And I think I hadn't done a lot of Zoom improv apart from teaching. I'd done a few shows, but just the industry means that, you know, there's not a lot of paid work in doing online gigs or not that I've found personally for improv. Um, so sometimes I have to do teaching when maybe in the live world, I might choose a show over a class, but just, you know, in terms of staying alive and paying the mortgage, it was a choice that was almost taken away from me in the space in between. And I'd stopped thinking about myself as a performer as much. So it was great to feel like it was home and comfortable and like, oh yeah, I, am. I do love it. It's really fun and other people really like it. So yeah, it was super great. If you've just had your first show back, get in touch, share the experience. You can email some words or you can even attach a voice message. Just email newsdesk at improvchronicle.com. You can get the world of improv delivered to your inbox every fortnight when you subscribe to the Improv Chronicle newsletter. Just go to improvchronicle.com for more, sign up, it's free. And also, if you like what we do, consider following us on your podcast subscriber and leaving a rating and review. Those make a huge difference and help the podcast get discovered as well. For other episodes and for transcripts, get yourself to the website, improvchronicle.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.